Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Campfire Adventures Podcast. I'm Dylan, your host, and today we have made it to Indiana, which is so cool. It's been a very long drive, and I know that I've been saying that a lot, but I guess it's just happening to where we just take long drives. But we made it all the way to Lincoln's Boyhood National Monument. So this place is full of different things that... Lincoln was connected to as a child like they have his old log cabin it's not a full cabin which is kind of what I thought it's kind of just like the skeletal remains of the cabin but it's super cool they've been able to outline it and then preserve it so that way when people come to visit they can actually see it and then also on the site is something pretty crazy but I'm going to hold off on that for now I want to keep going on with the podcast and I'll tell you later on so if you want to find out what the crazy thing is just stay tuned but for right now I just like to say that I know you have a lot of options out there when it comes to picking your podcast and who you want to listen to and what you want to listen to and stuff but I want to thank you all so much for listening to mine because I really do appreciate it whenever I see that we get a new listener whenever we get a new follower or something like that it just means that, you know, this is something that you guys are enjoying. So I really do appreciate that. So thank you all out there in podcast land. You guys are killing it. And then I got the boys again. You know, beautiful is here too. So the whole crew is here for today's episode. Um, with that said, I'd like to tell you all that we have a great story for you. So without further ado, it's time to grab a drink. We're at the memorial. And it's time to get into today's story. So I know that a lot of the stories that we're going to cover during this road trip are going to be a lot shorter than when we first did this whole podcast, but that's okay because this story might be the one that takes the cake. It's super short and it's not because I'm just tired or because I want to be lazy. I mean, I am tired because like I said, we've been traveling around a lot, but that's okay. This is so much fun that it's worth doing and writing and then finding a place to tell the stories and stuff like that. But the story is short, but it takes the cake with how creepy and crazy it is. And it happened here in Indiana. So I'd like to welcome you all to the city of Evansville, Indiana. Now that's not exactly where I am, but close enough. It's about a half an hour away from where I am. So that makes me somewhat nervous because being so close to today's creature is a little intimidating. But I guess it wouldn't be the first time because technically every state that we visited, the creatures that we're talking about actually live there. But I digress because I know that I'll keep going on and on and on. And, and this actually has nothing to do with the story. Maybe this is just me making it last a little bit longer. But anyway, I looked at the city and the homepage was very welcoming. So when you're looking up whether you want to come to Evansville, Indiana, what they're going to tell you is that there are plenty of compelling reasons to want to go there. They have excellent restaurants. They're located right in the middle of America. So if you've ever wanted to go to the middle of America, then this would be the place that you'd want to stop because that's right there. And then if that's not all going to make you want to come there, they also have a front row view of the Ohio River, which I mean, it's super beautiful. It's huge. And if you don't know anything about this river, this is where today's creature calls its home, home. 
So what makes the Ohio River so special? Well, it's actually pretty long because two rivers in Pennsylvania merge together to create the Ohio River. And then it flows through Ohio, of course, to Indiana, which is where we are, and it eventually merges into the Mississippi River in Illinois. Well, like I said, one of the places this river touches is Evansville, Indiana. And that's, like I said, where this creature calls its home. So picture it. The year was 1955, the month August. Apparently it was super hot and humid in Evansville at the time, so people were doing anything that they could to escape the heat and try to cool down for the day. Sometimes the local people would even head down to the Ohio River and take a dip just to cool down. That's exactly what two ladies named Darwin Johnson and Chris Lamble decided to do. So they're super best friends hanging out. It's a hot day in Evansville. And they're like, hey girl, you wanna go down to the river? And they're like, why not, let's do it. So they get their gear, they got their bathing suits and decide like, let's go down. So on this hot and humid day in Evansville, and real quick, let me tell you real quick, it's been very hot and very humid. And I'm sitting out here in some shade and it's such a nice relief, but it's very hot right now during the summer. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's all good. It's kind of like being in a sauna a little bit, but I could see why people would like to go down to the river. And this is only July, so I can only imagine how much hotter it could be in August. Well, like I said, these two ladies felt exactly like I did. And they decided, let's get our bathing suits on, let's head down to the river, and you wouldn't think that, hey, that might be too crazy. I mean, if everyone's doing it, then why not? Well, maybe you won't feel that way when I finish today's story. So Darwin and Chris head down to the Ohio River. They brought their inner tube and they're just ready to have a good time and cool down because it's super hot. And when it's hot and humid, it's not a good combination. So they get there and they're having a great time. And actually their idea is working. They're having so much fun. They're escaping the heat and they're just hanging out. Two best friends having a good time. And at the river, nobody's even around. They just got the whole place to themselves, which makes it that much more fun. But then Miss Chris decides that she's tired and she wants to leave her inner tube in the water and get out and take a rest. And while Miss Darwin is still enjoying the river, she would soon wish that she had gone out with her friend. Superman wants to know why. Well, okay, I'll tell you why. Give me one second. So as she's swimming from beneath the water, something comes up and grabs Darwin's leg. Whatever it is, it's strong, and it begins to pull her under the water. So she's fighting for her life. She screams and flails all around in the water, trying to figure out a way to escape, but she can't. Her friend Chris starts to scream, and both the girls are screaming. Their screams fill the area as Darwin fights for her life. But as luck would have it, Darwin escapes. She starts to swim closer to the shore, but the creature, this creature is not done. It grabs her with a stronger grip this time, and this time it grabs her from the back. So it starts to pull her under the water even more. One more time, Darwin screams. She's fighting. Her friend Chris doesn't know what to do. There's nobody around, like I said, which I mean, now is a bad thing. Before it was a good thing, but now it's a bad thing because nobody else can help and nobody else sees what's going on. So one more time, she screams for her life and fights with everything that she has. And luckily, one more time, she escapes. This time, she needs to make it to shore because who knows how many more lucky times she's going to get. Now, I don't know if you remember, I said that when Chris got out of the water, she left her inner tube in there. So the only thing between Darwin actually getting out of the water and 
getting to safety is the inner tube. So she quickly grabs it and starts to pull her way through it, trying to get to the shore. For some reason, the creature comes to attack one more time to grab her. But when she has the inner tube, Darwin Johnson is able to make it out of the water safely. I don't know if it got scared of it. I'm not sure. Maybe it's just never seen anything like it. But it leaves her alone and she gets out. Let me tell you, I would be so relieved. Because could you imagine, like, if anything else had happened to her? I mean, it's bad enough that something grabbed her from under the water and they didn't see it. But, like, if something else had happened, this would be a different podcast. But, you know, I'm not sure if I could have fought as hard as Darwin. And, you know, she made it, which is the best thing in the world. But let's keep going on with the story because there's just a little bit more. So when Darwin made it out of the water, an ambulance arrived because I guess they were able to call the ambulance and they got there as quick as they could. And they start to look over Darwin's injuries. They're starting to bandage her up and they're getting her all checked out. But what they found was a print on her back. Now, it's described that the print was green, kind of in the shape of a hand. And then it was webbed in between each one and claws at the end of, I'm not sure if you want to call them fingertips, but you know how frogs like foot is webbed and then they have those little pointy things at the end so i'm assuming that that's kind of what it looked like but this imprint was left on her back and then there were claw marks that left scratches behind so they asked darwin if she was able to see anything while she was being attacked she said that she really didn't see anything because the attack came from underwater but she said it felt kind of like a hand that had gripped her but the hand was hairy and it had claws on it but she didn't really get a good look at whatever it was. But what she did say is that whatever it was, was strong. Because, I mean, it was able to pull her under. She's like a full-grown adult, and it's pulling her under the water. And I think with all the research I did, they said that the water in the Ohio River around the area of Evansville was maybe like a little bit deeper than 10 feet, which is deep, but it could be a lot deeper. So this creature somehow was hiding under that bit of water and then was able to pull her down which is a lot of work and it, so it has to be powerful like I was trying to say. But like she says, she couldn't really recollect anything else other than it was a hand that gripped her tightly with strong force, but also felt kind of hairy. So then when the ambulance asked Chris if she had seen anything, her friend just shrugged and said that she didn't see anything other than her friend fighting for her life. So honestly, like this is where the story pretty much ends. Like people told newspapers and people decided that they would leak the story out even further just to see if anyone had any other sightings or experiences with this creature but nobody saw anything eventually the papers decided to dub the creature the green clawed beast of indiana and that's where it stays that's the end of the story no one ever saw one more thing one more thing i forgot to tell you is that it was later reported that there was a member of the air force that was able to track down darwin johnson and he took notes or whatever on the story, but didn't really give her any more information other than just jotting it down. What he did say was to never, ever talk about what happened to her ever again, to not tell anyone that this had happened to her, because what she told him was that, remember that mark that I told you that they had found when they were bandaging her up? She said that that green imprint on her back didn't disappear for almost several days. So when she told him that bit of information, he said to never speak of it ever again. Obviously, she didn't listen because, you know, everybody knows the story. And, I mean, here we are talking about it. But who are we to say that it didn't happen? If there are reports saying that that green spot was there in the first place, and then if she's saying that it didn't go away for several days, 
And now we hear that an Air Force official came down to her house and interviewed her about it. I mean, something seems like it was up. Like, it wasn't just any random occurrence. It couldn't have just been a branch that, like, she got snagged on or something. It was actually something that was worth investigating if an investigator went to go talk to her about it. But that's where the story ends. There's no more to it. It was just that one sighting that one day in August of 1955. But other than that, the green-clawed beast of Indiana was never, ever seen again. It's a pretty crazy story. It's not too long. But I feel like it was so crazy. Could you imagine just going to escape the heat and then all of a sudden you're being attacked or brought down by something underneath the water? It just makes me so nervous. Like, on top of that, and then if there's leeches in the water, forget it. I don't want to know. I don't want to see it. Just leave me out of the river. (laughs) Unless it's super hot. Okay, maybe I'll give it one go. But I'll make sure that my feet could stand in the water. But with that said, like I said, we're at the end of the story. I think Superman and Ollie liked it. We're just chilling here, like I said, at Lincoln's Memorial, and it's pretty nice. It's a nice, beautiful day. The birds are chirping, the cicadas are singing, and it's it's amazing to be on this trip, honestly. But that's a story I have for you. I guess um, at one point, people actually did try to explain that it was maybe an alien. They were trying to say that an alien had come down around the exact same time, and maybe it was the same creature that tried to pull down Miss Johnson, but I mean... Could it have been an alien? Well, if it was, they're saying that it could have been called the Hopkinsville Goblin of Kentucky, or even the Loveland Frogman of Ohio. But I mean, who knows anything about those creatures? I mean, sure, somebody does, but I don't think I do, and I don't think you guys do. I mean, if you do, you can let me know. And who knows, maybe when we actually get to those states, those stories will come up. I'm not sure. I'm just saying. Is this a cliffhanger? It could be. But being here at Lincoln's Memorial has been pretty cool. I got to see his log cabin, walked around, I saw squirrels, <laughs> which is cool. And you know, actually, the crazy, creepy thing that I meant to tell you, I almost forgot. It's that his mother's gravesite is actually on this land here in Indiana. So I took a picture of the tombstone. She died when she was 35 because of some disease in milk. I guess it was happening a lot and people around her got sick because of the same thing and then they passed away as well. So I have pictures of that, so you'll see that. And then it was talking about all this farmland that they have, which is really cool because they actually planted a lot of crops there so people could see it, like how it was supposed to be seen. And I mean, other than that, we drove a long way to get here. I have tons of pictures. They have this memorial site where they have different, um, what do you call them? Slabs of stone where they... in where they carved out different images of Lincoln and some of the stuff that he said in different states. So you'll see a lot of those in the behind the scenes, which are always at www.campfireadventurespodcast.com. And then I'm going to post all the pictures, of course, on Instagram and on Facebook at Campfire Adventures Podcast. But because I'm in Indiana, I wanted to say, you know, just because I have a podcast doesn't mean I don't listen to podcasts. And one of the podcasts that I love to listen to is Crime Junkies. And it's done by Ashley Flowers and Britt. And it's one of the best podcasts. It's a true crime podcast and you can listen to it. But they're based out here in Indiana. So I wanted to give Crime Junkies a shout out because I love them. And if you love them too, then, you know, send them a message and tell them. And then you can always listen to their shows. I listen to them specifically because they're amazing but also today because the newest episode came out and then i'm in indiana so it just made sense so check it out i'll put a picture if you want to see what their logo looks like and stuff but 
I think that's all I have for you guys today. It's been really great. No one's around, so it wasn't too hard to not speak, I guess, uncandidly, candidly. I'm not sure what that word kind of means. You know, people just throw around stuff, so I'm throwing it around. But I had a good time. I hope you enjoyed all the outside noises because, of course, we're outside at the Lincoln Memorial. And you might have heard some cicadas, a car drove by, and birds are chirping. Ollie and Superman were pretty quiet today, but I think they enjoy the podcast. So... Thank you again for listening out there in podcast land. Whenever you do listen to this, whether it's during the day or during the evening, I hope you have a good day or a good evening. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Have a good one.